part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Chapter 17 Murdoch Privilege, Power, and Secrets Part 4 Previously on the Hyman Podcast On the morning of February 24th, 2019, while on the way home from a party, an egregiously drunk Paul Murdoch crashed his father's speedboat beneath Archer's Creek Bridge, killing then 19-year-old Mallory Beach. That was the beginning of the end for both Paul and his father, Alex Murdoch. We also talked about how Paul got to walk around a free man and how it took nearly two months before he was charged with a crime. Well, his freedom didn't last long because two years after his arraignment while awaiting trial, he and his mother were killed at the family's hunting lodge. In the process of investigating the murders of Paul and Maggie Murdoch, SLED, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, discovered something that caused them to open two more investigations. One, into the hit-and-run death of Stephen Smith, and the other, into the death and missing estate money of one Gloria Satterfield. After seeing how epically he was about to go down, Alex tried to arrange for his own suicide by using the bad aim of a former client-turned-drug dealer. Unfortunately, all he had to show for it was a splitting headache and one more hospital bill. Since then, he's been officially excommunicado from his own law firm and from the Solicitor General's post. He's been disbarred, and now he's been accused of a lot more than insurance fraud. While Alex has been in rehab and in jail for defrauding the sons of Gloria Satterfield, among other clients, his luck really did take a turn for the worst. Back when I first reported on this story, I told you that Alex found himself at rock bottom. It turned out that rock bottom had a basement, and that is where Richard Alexander Murdoch currently resides, and that is also where our story picks up today. From the Hyman blog and the Press Play Podcast Network, I'm J.D. Hyman. As a black man living here in America, I am living proof that while all men were created equal, not all men are equal. We're here to dig into the American political system, explore and unearth experiences from the human condition, and be a catalyst for some hard conversations that need to be had, conversations that demand to be had. No matter what brought you here, I'm glad you came. Once again, my name is JD, and this is the Hyman Podcast. Part 1. The Sins of the Father There once was a very powerful family. They had privilege and deference that ran deep in the South. They had secrets and influence that made them untouchable. But when the news broke about the deaths of Paul and Maggie Murdoch, anyone following the story, South Carolinians especially, saw it as this great big mystery. How could one family have such bad luck? But for the people of Colleton and Hampton Counties, respectively, they were thinking something else entirely. For most of their lives, the Murdochs have been in power. They were Buford royalty. Their family name extends well beyond the law firm started by the dearly departed Elder Murdoch. The name Murdoch can be found plastered on various businesses, shops, and even street signs. It's a name that, at one point, carried privilege power, prestige, 
and up until recently, deep, dark secrets. Now, the name is something else, something of an enigma. No one really knows the truth about the Murdochs, but slowly, more and more about the family that ran the Hamptons is coming out in the light. On June 1st, 2022, a judge approved Alex Murdoch's confession of judgment with regard to the $4.3 million insurance settlement, which Alex fraudulently collected after the death of his former housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield. Satterfield died as a result of a stroke that was brought on by a traumatic brain injury that she sustained while working at the Murdoch home. Since her death was ruled as natural, the medical examiner was never notified and an autopsy wasn't performed. The confession judgment simply means Alex admits that he fraudulently collected the money and in this way, it avoids a lengthy trial process. Unfortunately for Alex, it didn't end there. Two days later, on June 3, 2022, SLED announced it had received permission from the Satterfield family to exhume her remains. While there hasn't been any definitive evidence, many in law enforcement believe that Satterfield's manner of death is questionable at best. Hopefully, an autopsy will reveal some new evidence as to what led to the housekeeper's death, but at this point, it's hard to tell. So, let's go back through the timeline of events. 2015, classmate of Buster Murdoch, 19-year-old Stephen Smith is found dead in the middle of a road in Hampton County. His death is hastily ruled a hit and run despite the state trooper's incidents report notating that there was no evidence to suggest the victim was struck by a vehicle. 2018, Gloria Satterfield dies under mysterious circumstances after taking a fall at the Murdoch home. 2019, Paul Murdoch crashes his father's speedboat, killing Mallory Beach and injuring others, including himself. Beach's family files a wrongful death lawsuit, which names Paul, Alex, as well as the convenience store that sold him alcohol as defendants. June 2021. Maggie and Paul Murdoch are murdered on the family's estate and are found by Alex. They have sustained multiple gunshot wounds from two different weapons. As a result of the investigation, SLED opens an investigation into the 2015 death of Stephen Smith. September 2021. The partners in Alex's law firm confront him about millions of misappropriated client funds. A day later, in an attempt to leave surviving son with a $10 million insurance policy, Alex hatches a suicide for hire plot, which goes horribly awry. That same month, Gloria Satterfield's son filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Alex, and this prompts the South Carolina Enforcement Division to open an investigation into her death. October 2021. A South Carolina judge freezes the assets of Alex and his surviving son, Buster, and appoints receivers to analyze the family's finances. While receiving medical treatment for his opioid addiction, Alex is arrested on new charges, which alleges he defrauded the sons of Satterfield of more than $4.3 million in insurance settlement funds. November 2021, South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson announces that a Hampton County grand jury has issued indictments for Alex for conspiracy, false claim payment in the amount of $10,000 or more for filing a false police report in connection with his suicide for hire attempt, 
Also indicted is the alleged hitman Curtis Smith for pointing and presenting a firearm, conspiracy, assisted suicide, assault and battery of high aggravated nature and false claim or payment for an amount of $10,000 or more. Wilson later adds several new indictments totaling 27 counts against Mr. Murdoch. These include four counts of breach of trust with fraudulent intent, seven counts of obtaining signature or property by false pretenses, seven counts of money laundering, eight counts of computer crimes, and one count of forgery. December 2021 The South Carolina Attorney General announces that a grand jury has issued seven new indictments against Murdoch, which total 21 new charges, nine counts of breach of trust with fraudulent intent, seven counts of computer crimes, four counts of money laundering, and one count of forgery, an alleged scheme to defraud victims of more than $1.3 million. A total of 12 indictments against the former lawyer combined alleged that he embezzled more than $6.2 million. In late December, Murdoch agreed to pay a $4.3 million settlement to Satterfield's son in their wrongful death lawsuit. January 2022, a state grand jury hands down 27 new charges against Murdoch, which accused him of stealing millions of dollars from people, including a highway patrolman, a quadriplegic man, as well as the sons of Satterfield. The new indictments charge Murdoch with 21 counts of breach of trust with fraudulent intent and six counts of computer crimes extending to his crime history back in 2011. At this point, he faces more than 70 charges and is accused of stealing nearly $10 million from clients. June 2022, Sled gets permission to exhume Gloria Satterfield to confirm the cause and manner of death. The Attorney General announces new indictments against Murdoch, including an indictment related to laundering money as part of a drug trafficking ring. These charges indicate that over the course of nearly a decade, Murdoch wrote in excess of 430 checks to Curtis Smith, the hitman, drug dealer, and from what we know now, a distant cousin of Alex Murdoch, which totaled in excess of $2.4 million. Murdoch made most of the checks out to Smith in small amounts, less than $10,000, to avoid being flagged by banks and the IRS. Smith would then convert the checks to cash, sometimes forging the endorsement of known associates without their consent to facilitate acquisition and distribution of narcotics and to the benefit of Alex Murdoch by concealing and disguising the nature, location, sources, ownership, or control of the proceeds from a myriad of unlawful activities. These new charges bring the indictment count to 18 and the total number of charges to 90. And that brings us to July 2022, which we'll get to after the break. What's up, everyone? Chase Smith here, host of the Chase Smith Podcast. And my podcast reflects who I am. My hobbies, my interests, my passions, my curiosities, my careers, my questions, and my family. I'll spend time talking about all types of sports, movies, TV shows, trending news stories, and other cultural events, and even faith. This is who I am, and I hope I can get to know you as well. Join me on the Chase Smith Podcast, and let's have some thought-provoking conversations only on the Press Play Podcast Network. Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks Monthly Book Club Podcast. 
Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month, and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us and then listen in. Part 2. An End in Sight On June 14, 2022, Alex is indicted for the murders of his wife and son, Maggie and Paul Murdoch. According to the indictments, Alex used the rifle to kill his wife and then the shotgun to kill his son. At this time, those are all the details being made available to the public regarding the double homicide. To this date, Alex has denied any involvement. I suspect in the coming months, as more evidence is released to the public, we'll be getting a better picture of what exactly is going on behind the curtain. As far as homicides go, they were pretty gruesome. Paul was shot in both the arm and chest as well as the head, and according to the reports, Maggie was shot multiple times while standing and again while she was lying on the ground already injured, which aligns with the investigators' theories of an execution-style killing. The evidence suggests that Paul was actually the intended target, which makes sense, and that Maggie happened upon the scene, a witness to what happened, a witness that wasn't going to be allowed to reveal the events of that evening. It's also possible, considering the attempt on his own life, Alex was attempting to tie up loose ends, put to bed this nightmare that was rapidly unfolding. On September 23, 2022, Murdoch's legal team motioned the Colleton County General Sessions Court to grant them authority to issue a subpoena delsis tecum in order to quote-unquote level the playing field. A typical subpoena is an instrument that is used to compel the appearance of a witness to appear at a given place at a given time. A subpoena ducis tecum, unlike a typical subpoena, is used to compel an individual to submit documents or records to the court. The individual or party which is served this type of subpoena is not always party to the case and in some cases completely unrelated. The party may contest the subpoena, but the broad scope and power of these subpoenas can sometimes push the favor of the court to one side over the other. This move aligns with other key moves made by Alex prior to his arrest. Remember, Earlier, I said Alex wrote the checks to Smith in denominations smaller than $10,000. Well, at some point, and according to unnamed sources, Alex knew he was going to get caught sooner or later, and he stopped being careful, or something like it. Some of the checks that Alex wrote were over $50,000. Once he was arrested, things began to shift, and the narrative that the detectives began to build told an entirely different story. Did Alex owe someone large sums of money? Did it have anything to do with his opioid addiction? Was the execution of his wife and son retribution for Mallory Beach? Was it a debt being collected? Police are even looking into the possibility that Smith had something to do with the murders of Paul and Maggie, that perhaps Alex orchestrated the whole thing. In May of 2022, Smith was administered a polygraph where he was questioned about the murders and whether he had any knowledge of them or took part in them. He failed. While a failed polygraph test is not a direct indication of anything, nor are they admissible in court, they do tell part of the story. 
It's not enough to just look at the money that Alex Murdoch stole from his former clients. You have to look at the bigger picture. You have to look at the human factor. Murdoch stole money from people when they were hurting the most, when they were at their most vulnerable. He stole money from broken and grieving families. Money that was intended to rebuild and repair the lives of people who had seen some of their darkest days. And all the pain and anguish, most of which he sought out, he exploited weaknesses with little to no regard to life. He exploited fragility in a way that can only be described as cruel and unusual. According to his victims, he was kind and intentional. He made an earnest effort to get to know them, to get to know their families and their situations. In terms of predators, he was the worst of them. Not only did he have ill intentions, but he had little to no remorse. And if anything good came out of the horrible events of that boat crash on that fateful night on Archer's Creek when Mallory Beach died, was that it set in motion a series of events that would lead to the downfall of Alex Murdoch. The night of the boat accident that claimed the life of Mallory Beach, a lot of lives changed. Alex was contending with a lot considering his own life of crime, and now he had to deal with his son who had taken his privilege to the next level. As the power slowly dissipated from the Murdoch dynasty, it became clear and evident that when power corrupts, it corrupts absolutely. For Paul's part, the sins of the father eclipsed his own in that he'd been at it longer. From the stories of the residents of the Low Country, the Murdochs were the equivalent to the Southern Mafia, and the ties that bind are wrought with lies, manipulation, and deception. Alex's trial date has been set for January 23rd, 2023. He'll stand trial for a number of crimes, and he'll do so without the power and influence his name once carried. What happens in open court when prosecutors present a case they've been building for literal years? What new evidence have investigators uncovered? How deep does it all run? What really happened the night that Paul and Maggie were killed? These questions and others we hope to have answers to, but that's a story for another time. For now, all we know is that there once was a very powerful family. They had privilege and deference that ran deep in the South. They had secrets and influence that made them untouchable. And while they had all these things and more, they still fell from grace. And when they fell... The kingdom they spent nearly a century building came down on top of them. And you know what they say about the fall? Sometimes that's what kills you. My name is J.D. Hyman. This is the Hyman Podcast. I'll see you next time. The Hyman Podcast was written, edited, and produced by myself. Share with guests Whitney Hall and Mary Louise Layton co-produce and research. Cover art and branding by Kevin Aki. The theme music was composed and produced by Jim Yosef with additional music license from Epidemic Sound. The Hyman Podcast is a production of the Press Play Podcast Network. Press Play is staffed by Chase Smith, our CEO and fearless leader. I serve as Chief Operating Officer and Brooks May is the Chief Creative Officer. To learn more about the network, sponsorships, guest appearances, or if you're interested in launching your own podcast on our network, visit us on the web 
at www.pressplaypodcast.com. To learn more about this podcast, our mission and vision, or for sponsorship information, please visit us on the web at www.jdhyman.com.